0: Hello, and welcome to the Before I Knew You podcast. We are McKenna and Ty. And thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about miscarriage, pregnancy loss, life, and family. So what do you say, Ty? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Before I Knew You podcast. We have a very special guest on today. She is one of our most solid support people, one of the people that we can rely the most on. That just so happens to be Ty's sister and my sister, or sister-in-law, however you want to look at it, Danny. Sister. Sister. There it is. Yes, like I said, her name is Danny. Um, Danny, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Tell us.
1: So, I am a mom and a wife. I have three crazy boys. They're all two years apart. Um, I stay at home and. I just wipe butts all day like honestly that's
0: with a smile on your face of course no
1: oh the whole time I'm like (laughs) curse you
0: (laughs) poop in the toilet
1: exactly stop pooping in your pants Marshall
0: (laughs) Uh, yes so um Danny dare I say that our relationship has been a roller coaster oh yeah hills and valleys hills and valleys for sure deep dark valleys (laughs) yes for sure um, so Danny has actually been with us from the get go because she's Ty's sister, so she has no choice. Um, Danny was in our wedding. Um, and then Danny was with us, um, walked us through um really all of our miscarriages, um, and um our loss with Millie, which we will talk more about of course. Um But yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. And I think something, a takeaway for somebody in this podcast, if you have family who's going through loss and going through grief, see past yourself and embrace each other. mm mm-hmm. um, Because you never know how much that could mean to somebody. Yeah. Uh, which I've shared with you. Um, it meant a lot to us. Um, our relationship was on the rocks when we lost Millie um and danny just really said who cares um and we'll talk more about um her being a part of that with us and grieving with us and the things that she did for us in that but it's bold and it's brave and it's courageous to say who cares and we're very appreciative and forever thankful for that so thank you yeah Um, okay, so Danny, um, we shared in our first podcast a little bit about how it took us a really long time to get pregnant, um, and we were, I'm not going to say angry, but we were, I was a little bit lost and um, really starting to feel like something is wrong with me, and it's my fault. Um, And you got pregnant when we thought we couldn't. So can you share with us a little bit about what is it like to be able to be pregnant, to be able to have a successful pregnancy when people around you can't?
1: Yeah. So when I announced that I was pregnant with Marshall, we were all out to eat And I just, like, shouted it out. I was like, I'm pregnant. And everyone was like, yay. And then I look over at you guys. And uh, you guys didn't even look at me. There was, like, nothing. And um, so at first that was really hurtful for me because Mm -hmm. I was sitting there and I was like, okay. Your own
0: brother's not even excited for you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it it just kind of felt like, I don't know, like, man, that just, like, took the joy out of everything. So the next day... Um, I was like, well, I just need to reach out and ask what's going on. And that's the first time that you told me that you guys have been trying and haven't been able to get pregnant. Um, I believe it was like two weeks later, you texted me and we're like, we're pregnant. And that was really exciting. It was really happy for you guys. Um, only for a few weeks later, you guys to miscarry and man, it felt, I felt guilty I remember telling Cody, um, that her I, husband, yes, Cody's my husband, um, <laughs> that I felt so guilty that I felt that it should have been me having mm. the miscarriage and you guys to have a healthy baby. And I felt like that for such a long time. I didn't feel like I could, um, celebrate being pregnant because I didn't want to rub it in your guys's face. I didn't want to, um. Yeah, I I didn't want it to make look like, hey, here I am with a healthy pregnancy and whatnot. Um, And so I was halfway through my pregnancy and I'm pretty sure we had a conversation um, where you were like, you're like, you you know, you can like talk about your baby. (laughs) Yeah. And even then, so like it was then I announced, but even then it was kind of like, I don't know, like I didn't have a baby shower or anything because I really just didn't want To rub it in your face because knowing that when I would have Marshall, knowing that you guys would be sitting there thinking I should be having a baby at the same time. Could be
0: us a couple weeks later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it's, it's it's a hard line to walk because you want to celebrate the life that God's given you, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I want to be... I want to be there for them and I want to be conscious about not making her feel bad or guilty.
0: Yeah, um that was a talking point that I was going um going to bring up is that I do remember having a conversation with you saying like you're allowed to celebrate Marshall. Um I I'm I'm glad that you touched on that because I I think I'm picking up that no matter how many times somebody could or would say to you, it's okay. You can celebrate. We're, we're, we love you. We're here for you. It still doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there, there probably are people who go through miscarriage that it is hard for them to celebrate people who, um, have a successful pregnancy, even, um, even like many miscarriages down the road. Um, but I think that there are some people who can't, Mm -hmm. and I think it is important to be careful and be sensitive. Um, but also like you said, it is important to celebrate the life that God gave you. Yeah. Um, and so we are appreciative that you were careful Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think it matters how many times you tell somebody let's celebrate this life. It's hard.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's, um, I think the most important thing too, when you're walking through that is to have those conversations, you know, I wonder how much different it would have been if in the beginning we would have had that conversation of just saying what, what it was instead of, walking around it um, to where we could find a happy medium because we are family to where we could celebrate Marshall, but uh, also the same time support you through it, Mm -hmm. you know, and not have to go like a half of a pregnancy of like, I can't say anything on social media or because I don't want to hurt them.
0: Yeah. um, And something that we, want to address in future episodes is not avoiding the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, like if somebody has gone through loss, like, let's acknowledge that. Let's embrace that. Yeah. Um, and that, I guess that's another elephant in the room. And you're right. Like we need to address that right off the bat. Because if you're going to support somebody who's gone through miscarriage, you kind of have to know, like, what their feelings are. How Mm -hmm. are they dealing with me being pregnant? How are they dealing with them losing their baby? Um, And it sounds kind of selfish, but I think sometimes when you're going through miscarriage, like you you don't always like see maybe the hurt that you've given other people or you've done to other people. Um, just because you're so lost in your own hurt and your own grief. Yeah. Um, so it will sound kind of selfish for me to say, like, if you're the support person, like be the person to say, like, how are we going to go? How how are we going to move forward? What are the steps we need to take to go forward? And if it's too soon to talk about it, it's too soon to talk about it. But now the ball's in my court. Yeah. You know, um, just kind of helping somebody who's gone through miscarriage, like help them help their brains function properly. You know what I mean? Because you're so, you're drowning in grief. Yeah. Um, And it was only our first miscarriage. Um, But it took us a long time to get pregnant to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was, I think, partially why it hurt so bad. But also that was our baby. So, of course, it's going to hurt.
1: I think, too, you know, even being allowed for people who are in the miscarriage to sit in the hurt, even just setting up boundaries. Like it's not even like they have to be okay with it or not even asking them to be, you know, at, in that moment in time, the most excited, but maybe even just setting up boundaries of like, you know, Hey, this type of thing is fine. Maybe not this, or maybe just not talk about this with me. I think setting, finding out those boundaries but it's an awkward conversation to have and it's yes. hard. Yes. It's hard to it's hard to bring that up. It's hard to say, hey, my baby needs to be celebrated too. I know you're going through this. So how do we work through it?
0: Yeah. And and I think also it's important for people going through miscarriage to know and understand that nine point nine 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 times out of ten, the person on the other end of the phone has your best interest at heart yeah they're not intentionally trying to hurt you Mm -hmm. they're not um intentionally trying to like make you talk about your loss make you talk about your grief in a hurtful way um but if you're going to support somebody in miscarriage you have to be able to have hard conversations with them yeah um and and kind of like i already said like help them be in their right frame of mind Mm -hmm. um because it's really easy to just have the poor me, my life sucks, I'm going through this, I don't care if anybody else is happy, if I'm not, you're not.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's important to note too. I, I It's a lot of me understanding that I need to show grace in this. So, you know, maybe, um, I mean, this isn't really the case for us, but if you would have shut me down and talking or whatever instead of it's important for support people to know don't get offended at that don't get hurt by that um just to show grace and to let it go and maybe try again in three weeks to reach out and see what you can do to help
0: yeah um and so something that we've talked about a little bit danny people who have gone through miscarriage can sometimes say like super like shocking things um, maybe sometimes can come across kind of vulgar, um, can come across maybe insensitive. I just want to know, how How do you determine how, because you're so good at walking us through these hard things, how do you determine what requires a response and what doesn't? Oh. And if it's strictly reading the room, then you can say that.
1: Yeah, that's the majority of it. The majority of it is... Um yeah reading the room is this a time for them to vent or is this a time where they're wanting me to say something i think is really important i also have to say there's a lot of times where i am just sitting there and i'm like do i need to say something now do i you know i'm i'm <laughs> yeah. constantly analyzing it but it is reading the room you, you have to figure out is this just a venting session to where they just need to tell you how they feel are they looking for advice? You can tell when someone's looking for advice. Yeah. And you can tell when someone's just like, can you just like sit with me here mm-hmm. and, you know.
0: Let me pull out my pocketbook and my list of all the things that I need to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think a lot of the time um, support people are overlooked. Um, I think support people are often the people closest to you. And on, on one hand, they're choosing to step into your grief with you and they're choosing to step into your loss with you. But on the other hand, like you are a close person to me. And so you kind of have to, you kind of have to walk through it with us. You're, mm-hmm. you're our family. Yeah. Um, and I think so often support people are overlooked and they're expected to listen to the people going through the loss, say all the super awful, vulgar, vulgar things that come out of our mouths sometimes. Um, how, how do you have like a, like, do you have to sometimes like sit and process like the things that we have said to you? Is it as a support person, like, would you encourage somebody, like have somebody that you can talk to too? Because sometimes they say hard things? Or like like how does that work for you? Hmm.
1: Um I it's not I don't I don't feel like I have to really process things that you guys say because I go in with an expectation of of not,, mm, how do I phrase this, the expectation of letting you guys say whatever you need to say. Um, so I, I can't remember, I, I don't think there's ever been a time where you guys have said something that I've been like, "Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, maybe I, I do know that there are times that I talk to my husband. Um, I think with your first miscarriage, I had just learned maybe a year before that when you take that pill and you have a miscarriage that you are actually delivering a baby and you can see it Um, and if you're far enough along like you can really see it and so for me in the beginning that is probably what I had to process the most of educating myself on what what you had to go through And just sitting there with Cody and just being like, I, like, I don't even know how you fathom that. Like that is so, so dark that you're by yourself in a bathroom in the worst pain imaginable. And then all of a sudden you just see a little baby. And I feel like people aren't prepared for that. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that even the people going through the miscarriage and how shocking that can be. So I think that that probably, and I think Millie, um, but it, it's what you guys have gone through that I have to process. It's nothing that you
0: guys have ever said. Okay. I, I'm i glad that you phrased it that way. It's not so much what we say, but kind of the fact that you're close to us and you have to watch us go through um, dark times, hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... I. I have a heart for support people because I think I think sometimes it's just like they're expected to hear and they're inspected they're expected to embrace the hard and the struggles and then it's just like okay bye. Yeah. Like we said what we needed to say, we did what we needed to do. Thank you, bye. Yeah. And there's not much like how are you doing after that conversation or how are you how are you doing being in the place of sister and sister-in-law and aunt like you have to watch our family go through really hard things Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not so much what we say but also but mostly just like trying to help your brother in the best way possible yeah um so yeah I just I I have a heart for support people because I think it it can be hard for them um but I think that's
1: the thing too going into it It's not about me. And it really is a mindset where you go in and and you you say, this isn't about me. This is about them. And I'm not looking for anything in return. I'm not looking for a thank you. I'm not looking for like, wow, Danny really helped me through this. And, you know, I'm not. It's about you guys are living pure hell. You're going through the worst thing that I can imagine. And you guys just need somebody. And so for support people, if you're going in it with the mindset of getting something out, you're going to be very disappointed Yeah, because you may even be forgotten or dropped.
0: Cause we know? suck when yeah. we're going through grief Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> to you, put it plainly.
1: Exactly. But it's, it's coming from a place of like, in this moment, God placed me here for this purpose and we do it because we love you. And, 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 and it's not out of, Anything that has to do with me. And so you have to check yourself with that mindset, too. Why are you actually wanting to be here? Because there are people who are seeking validation yeah, of being like, well, you know, I was there for them and I was yeah.
0: great. And yeah, it's not about us. So I think um, like the main point that I've gav- gathered from this part of our conversation is if you're going to be a support person, have thick skin. Yeah. Um, don't expect things in return. Uh, and, and maybe down the road you will get a thank you. And I think because I hate to say this and I hate to put it this way, but like, we're pretty seasoned in loss. Um, it doesn't typically come by huge surprise to us when things go bad for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm able to sometimes go into it with like, I, I need to say the things I need to say and then I need to say thank you. Um, but people who maybe have been through more losses than us or a first loss. Like I think it is really easy to just forget the person. Yeah. Kind of forget what your relationship was and, and you're, you're using them and you're talking to them and you're reaching out to them for a reason because you're close to them and you love them and, and they care about you. Um, and it's, I think support people sometimes get lost in, in the whole thing. Um, So if you're going to be a support person, have thick skin. And expect nothing in return. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So if if you get one thing from this episode, it is be there always and have thick skin and expect nothing in return because you probably aren't even going to get a thank you. Yeah. And if you get a thank you... You're lucky. I guess I'm the lucky. I guess you are, Danny. Um, Okay, so I kind of want to um, transition into um, our loss with Millie. Um, Like we talked about on our first episode, um, our baby Millie um, had a birth defect called enencephaly, which is where the top half of her skull um, didn't form. Um, And she was born at the young age. Of 17 weeks. Um, and we talked about how, um, it was incredible to us that Millie, she was fully formed. Like we saw fingers, we saw eyelashes, she had a nose, she had a mouth, she had lips, like Millie was formed. Um, and we had some pictures taken, um, at the hospital of Millie and us as a family um, and we got those pictures back when we were on vacation with you, um, and I had already had in my mind, like, I'm probably not going to share these pictures with people because it could be really hard for them to see because it's a 17-week baby. It's not exactly, like, the most perfect thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Though it is very perfect, it yeah. is still kind of, they're 17 weeks, and so... There can be some, it can be sensitive, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, so we got those pictures when we were with you um, and you, that, that's kind of like one of the small victories I was talking about. Like we had been waiting and waiting and waiting to get those pictures back. Um, we were heartbroken. We were excited. We were, we had all the emotions when we got those pictures back um, and you celebrated that with us. Like you wanted to look at them with us. You wanted to be a part of that. Um, I think that we're very blessed in that aspect because I don't think a lot of people would have that. Mm. Um, and because it can be a sensitive thing to look at. Um, and so that's, that's kind of one of the, one of my purposes in saying like, you're one of our most solid support people because I can't share those pictures with a lot of people. It's a hard thing for them to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some people who are the closest to me that have still said I don't want to see them. I'm not offended because I know that it can be hard, um, but it means a lot to us that you embrace even, for lack of better words, like the grodiest parts, you know? Mm-hmm. that it, it's It's kind of it's a hard part and you, you embrace those parts with us. Um, and that's why I would consider you to be one of our most solid support people. And I, I remember too, Danny, us having a conversation. Um, I can't remember if it was after my first or my second miscarriage, but, um, I was at your house and you had brought up, um, I, I just kind of learned that like when you have a miscarriage, like you see your baby um, and you, I don't, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but you totally just like, you dove into that. It was like counselor and patient almost like, did you have to see that? And how are you doing after that? Hmm. I think, can can you, can you help other people understand like, why is it important to you to even go into the hardest parts of it even when it maybe is kind of yucky because I want to I want to celebrate
1: what was and I think that that's a way of doing it it's I, I'm not gonna walk around acting like you didn't I I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about it and they're afraid to talk about those things because um again it it's just it's uncomfortable and it's you're afraid of triggering someone yeah. and making them just and so for me it was like I don't know it was just like you experienced it and hmm let me think how to answer that mm-hmm. Because a lot of it, a lot of it is just my personality. Like I, I am someone that, um, I go there with people and I'm not afraid to go there with people. And especially with miscarriage, it was, it's important for me to talk about this living person and to talk about, um, the hardest parts with dealing with this living person and, I'm sure not a lot of people talk to you about the actual giving
0: nobody. birth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and I can I can, for me if I walked through it and everybody walked around it and nobody was directly like how it would be devastating to me personally. I would want someone to talk to me about it in the right way. In the right of way course. in the right when it's time. And so it's just important for me. To me, it feels like we're honoring the baby by talking about it mm-hmm. and and not being afraid to talk about all of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And I and I think that that kind of goes back to if you're going to be the best support person possible, put yourself aside mm-hmm. and be, because. I'll go back to those pictures that we got of Millie like aside from us getting her ashes back that was like the closest thing that we have to our baby yeah is those pictures um and so being in that with us is important yeah and um yeah being able to put yourself aside and and put your your feelings aside and aff- like let offenses go if they say something offensive. Yeah, um, So Danny, when, when we lost Millie, it was two days before her daddy's birthday. Um, can you just talk to us about what you did and why?
1: when you guys first sent the text and you said what she had, um, I immediately Googled and maybe that's why I wasn't like scared to look at the pictures. Cause I Googled it and those pictures. You knew what to expect. Exactly. <laughs> um, and gosh, right away, I think that is right where God changed my heart about our relationship. It was
0: because we were pretty rocky.
1: Yeah, for two years, we had hardly <laughs> talked. Yeah. There was a lot of things that went down, and we never, we just didn't want to talk about it at all. It was just better. And so, yeah, very, very low. Um, but, oh, my gosh, I, that is the worst pain that I can imagine. And especially with her being so far along. And I just knew everything that was about to come. And God really, right then, immediately changed my heart. And I was just like, first of all, I need to reach out to McKenna. And I need to just let you know that everything was forgotten. I didn't hold one thing against you. I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I needed you to know that I loved you. And I needed you to know that I was going to be there for you. That was the most important thing. Um, And then, I don't know. I feel like I was a bit chaotic in like how I was texting you guys. Because I I just had to do something. Um, So I was like, I can watch the girls. I can take care of your dogs, whatever you guys need. Um, Probably to the point where I even... Was like okay
0: you don't want to overwhelm them <laughs> well it didn't come across that way okay <laughs>
1: probably is me like overanalyzing everything
0: it's nice to have options
1: yeah so the, the first thing um that i did was um taking care of you guys um thinking about you coming home from the hospital and it is delivering a full baby so i thought okay she probably doesn't have anything prepared to deliver for the baby. And so I went and I got you everything because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if if it was going to be like a full term baby recovery or what. So I got you the diapers, the
0: pads. We didn't know either.
1: Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) I just, I bought a lot of different things that I was just like, okay, we're just, you know. And then I was like, okay, they're probably not even going to be thinking about food And so I'm just going to go and grab a bunch of food for them. And I told Cody, I was like, I'm not even going to worry about how much we spend. Like, I just need to go. And it was like 10 o'clock at night that I'm (laughs) like running out doing all of these things. And then um, I was actually the next part. I was inspired by you because when I had Bo, my third, you brought over a gift for me and it had... Mm. um, things for recovering for me. And there was, you know, comfy pants and a mug and uh, different things like that. And so I just thought, I, I took cue on to that. And I was like, I'm going to get her everything I can imagine that reminds her to take care of herself. Because putting myself in your shoes, that's what I do a lot. Um, it's putting myself in my shoes. I don't know if I would how long it would take me to shower. I don't know how long it would take me to eat. And if I did eat, I wouldn't want to eat a full meal. I would just want to eat a whole thing of Oreos. Um, And so that's kind of where I went with that. Um, And then with Ty and it being his birthday, I mean, like what a crappy birthday, (laughs) you know, and, and I just, I just knew that we needed to be together as a family and you guys didn't need to worry about dinner or anything. And so I just picked up some pizza and I just wanted to all of us to be together. And and
0: that's exactly what we did. Yeah. And, um, I think an important detail in that is you offered your house, but you also said, if you want to stay home, that's fine. Hmm. Um, I think that like I said earlier, options are important. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, I think it, it was, it's nice to offer, like, you can come get out of your space if you need to. And if you don't want to, we're coming to you. Yeah. Like we're being together either way. So let's figure it out. Yep. Um, and I think, and, and probably not everybody has that family when they're going through loss. Not everybody can have like a family gathering or whatever, but like, rally your people Yeah. if you're a support person rally the people and get them around
1: because most likely you're not going to absolutely um that it when you're going through grieving um like you want people there but you don't want people to know you want people there and so um you need someone and i I think everybody prays that they have somebody
0: that would just take that initiative Mm -hmm. to get Everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of think that conversation went something like, do you have anything planned for Ty's birthday? And I was like, it's <laughs> Ty's birthday. <laughs> no, I don't have anything. Um, and I always try to do something a little bit special for Ty's birthday, but it, it totally escaped my, my memory, um, obviously going through um, the grief um so yeah, as a support person, have the important dates remembered mm-hmm. um and and you know I think too even if it's not like two days postpartum, even if it's like, hey, this is your birthday a couple months later, yeah, like be the person to get the people together. Don't make the person going through the grief and the the loss and the miscarriage or whatever, don't expect them to throw a party because They probably forgot.
1: Yeah. And too, we live in such a wonderful age that you don't even have to show up to send somebody something. Yeah. You know, um, you could be across the United States and know it's someone's birthday or just bless them with groceries. Like, there's so many wonderful ways this day and age to where you can do things like that, that maybe they're not ready to see people or... Or whatnot and you could just say hey go to your door and you open it up and there's a big cake with balloons or whatever sorry ty i didn't i didn't get you that
0: yeah (laughs) geez all you did was his favorite meal pizza danny come on gosh dang it i'm not perfect but you try really hard to be and you've done a really good job for us um but you also when when you filled our table with all those goodies you also remembered the babies we have with us, you bought them a couple little toys. Um, so that when our kids came home in, into, I would say, chaos, their mom was a basket case. Their dad was trying to help their basket case mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they had something, something new, something fresh, a new toy. It, it was fun for them to have something um, when mom and dad weren't exactly available. Um,
1: I forgot I did that. See, I... I don't even remember. These That's things. how good you are.
0: It's how good you are. Um. So yeah, um, Millie's Millie's loss was probably our hardest, um, and our relationship was at the lowest. Um, and you know, my mom is really good about reminding me, like, find, find the joy in the day. If if you're having a bad day, look for something positive. Um, and so growing up, I always had to look for something positive. And so it's just like ingrained in my, in my brain, um, to look for the positives coming out of something so hard. Our relationship was at the lowest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate that it was at the cost of my baby's life, Yeah. but it brought us to where we are right now. Yeah. You being our probably one of our best support people, um, being the most available. Um, you even crashed our date night the other night. I did. And <laughs> we were there for it. We loved it. Um, so just just being being there for the person, even when it might feel like this could be really weird. Yeah. Or this could be really awkward.
1: But I, f- I feel the same way. Um, I feel that one of the the good things that god gave us out of that and i don't know if it would have happened if it wasn't for millie Mm -hmm. but she brought us together and um she changed my heart she was a big factor in in changing my heart and that's look at my little girl just changing people's lives in heaven (laughs)
0: look at her go
1: exactly and i i I it's a blessing that that part of it is a blessing for me so it's, it's a bittersweet blessing
0: but of course and that's why I say I hate that it was at the cost of my baby's life but looking for the joy looking for you know a little bit of sunshine yeah. in the clouds I would say that that was it and I think going back to the support person thing if you if you are walking somebody through loss of course read the room hmm but help them find the joy. Yeah. Um, because even in the midst of, I mean, even our, our most, we, we talked about on our first episode, how a saying that we've heard is bearing as a parent, bearing your child is one of the most awful things that you would have to do. Yeah. Um, and we agreed that for sure that was the worst day of our life, um, um,
1: But, you know, I see so many two of God moments with Millie because it was we were leaving for vacation a month after. And I don't know if you would have emerged into the world
0: had we not gone on this vacation. It's true. Let me just say, don't lose your thought, Danny. Let me just say when when we lost Millie, I was a hermit Mm -hmm. and I am not a hermit. Uh, I absolutely positively refused to leave my house. Um, Oftentimes I didn't leave the basement. Um, I would put my kids down for a nap and I would sit in the dark and that is so not me. So carry on.
1: Yeah. You know, and then um, I think God moments of like when it was like 10 o'clock at night and we're sitting out on my aunt's porch and we got all this time to talk and I got the opportunity to hear your heart and to hear your struggles, um, I think that was a God moment. I think um, being able to go and ride roller coasters and have a fun day was a God moment. And um, I even think the day that you got pictures of Millie, we were doing your favorite thing. Like it could not have been better. We were antiquing (laughs) and there wasn't a lot of family around. It was just us and you guys and I think that was even a God yeah. thing of just how it all worked out and it's fun it I don't know if fun's the right word. It's amazing to look back now and see God being good in little moments. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I think you're I think you're exactly right when when you're talking about like look for the God moments and help the person see the god moments um but do that with reading the room because of course I remember <laughs> I remember your first miscarriage you were very angry at we talked about the tear light I punched out they know I'm angry <laughs> they know they know I have a nice punch yeah exactly <laughs> and
1: and I remember you coming up and telling me like Uh, If I hear one more person tell me that in God's timing, I'm going to have a baby, I'm going to punch them in the face. And that stuck with me because it was like saying sometimes saying not allowing someone to grieve and to question God and to have their emotions. I think that that is right. And I think that we should and and trying to say something, I'm sure they mean well, but trying to say something too soon like that, it's not good. And it, for me, that wouldn't be comforting. It would just make me angry. It would make me not want to come around people at all. And so find those God moments, maybe like write them down so you can remember <laughs> and share later and share later. <laughs> Cause when they're going through it, I'm sure the last thing you wanted to hear, like, well, here's a god moment, you know. Here's a
0: god moment, McKenna. We're about to go on a roller coaster with a 212 foot drop, and you're going to love it. Yes. <laughs> At the time, I probably would have said, "Shut up." <laughs> Back on the rocks. <laughs> um. Yes, you're you're right. Um, re- reading the room, and and I think, like, I'm very blessed in this conversation right now because I didn't view, or I I didn't think about the moment we, we got Millie's pictures being such a God moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I, until you said that, I'm like, wow, you're right. Like we weren't around a hundred people. We, we were literally pulling into the parking spot of the biggest antique shop I have ever been into.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you're right. That, that was a, that was a God moment. And, and I think probably at the time had you said, wow, what a God moment. I would have been like, wow. I'm going to stay in the van. (laughs) Um, so Danny, you, um, you have entered into grief with us. Mm -hmm. Um, it probably at times is really uncomfortable. Um, probably at, at, if you're anything like me, when people cry around me, it's a little bit hard. I I don't always know how to respond when people cry (laughs) around me. Um, but you enter into that with us, and you give us the space. Like, if you need to cry in this conversation, let's cry in it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me cry with you. Let me. Let me uh, be a hundred percent a part of this. Um, can you? Can you help us? Like, could you help people who are walking others through miscarriage understand? Like. It can be uncomfortable but it's worth it oh for sure it's worth it um it is
1: it's very uncomfortable and it's um but but once you walk away from the situation that's uncomfortable you you just feel blessed that someone that they allowed you in and it's worth it in the sense of that that god allowed you to to be there, to hear their heart. And, um, um, and this is like a lot of what I do when I'm talking with you in those moments where I'm like constantly being like, okay, is this a moment to speak up? Okay. Is this a moment to shut up? Okay. Is this a, you know, I'm constantly being like evaluating what I need to be doing. Um, but, I think, I, I think it's a privilege to be able to mm. be there in that moment, and I think that a part of grieving is also being real with myself as well in that moment of like that was my niece, you know, and these are all, you know, my my lead, little nieces or nephews, and so probably nieces, probably, and you probably <laughs> is when you get pregnant next, you'll probably have another girl, probably but you know it's it's heartbreaking for me as well and it's just the pain is heartbreaking for me and and I I I don't think I think people might be afraid to show emotion while they are talking because they think it's going to trigger people or or whatnot but for me it's just like I'm just gonna I'm gonna I, I can't help but being real and I can't help but cry when i see your heart break because i can't imagine that and you know i i can't imagine i just cannot imagine what you guys have walked through and it just breaks my heart it really does
0: um you're really good at reading the room (laughs) and you're really good at Ask my husband I, that. <laughs> I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, if you're going through miscarriage, don't just run to your mom because it's the easiest person to run to. Don't just run to your best friend because it's the easiest person to run to. Um, if you're going through miscarriage, you need to pick a solid person who is who is very firm in who they are, very secure in their identity, very secure in your relationship, pick the person that is going to be able to enter in to all those places with you. Because doing it by yourself makes an already lonely place of miscarriage lonelier. Yeah. Um, because I remember feeling... Um. Kind of back to what you see when you go through miscarriage. I remember feeling like I go into this bathroom and I close the door and I'm in here all by myself. And I'm going to come out and it's going to be like I just went to the bathroom and came back out. Mm -hmm. But like the things I saw in there, the things I had to go through in there. Yeah. um, Now, I'm not saying that I call Danny and I say, hey, Danny, I just got out of the bathroom. Do you want to hear what I saw in the bathroom. I'm not saying that that's what I do, but I think if I if I wanted to do that, I think you would be there for that. 100 percent. Um. So that's why when you're going through miscarriage, it's important to pick not just the easiest person, but the person who you know beyond the shadow of a doubt is going to answer the phone, no matter what. Yeah, is going to come to your house no matter what. Is going to crash your date night no matter what. Exactly. Like, don't just pick the easy person. Pick the solid person. Um, And, again, like, I'm so appreciative that you've been that for us. Um, When you go through miscarriage, you often search for people who have gone through miscarriage to reach out to. Um, Because at least for me, and I don't claim to be an expert by any means, but at least for me, um, I was – I'm afraid to say, like, this is what I'm going through. I'm afraid to say this is what I had to see. I'm afraid to say, you know, this is what the doctor said or whatever, um, to just anybody. Yeah. So oftentimes when I'm going through – The miscarriage when I'm going through the hard I want to look for somebody who has been through miscarriage to say those things to because then the shock factor goes away yeah but by being intentional in the person that I picked to share the nitty-gritty with has saved me from being lonely um which goes back to just be available yeah and you've been that for us and I'll say it again and I'll probably say it a hundred more times. We're so thankful for that.
1: I think too, for a support person, um, it's important not to give up. Um, I think maybe if you reach out and someone is not ready to, to speak up, I would put it in your phone that in two weeks, Mm. you're going to get a reminder that you need to reach out again and then they may be ready. So don't ever give up if you're not, And and the purpose isn't even to get people to open up and it's just to be there. And I think the most thing that you can do is be consistent so that they feel like then they could trust you if they wanted to go there.
0: Yeah. So maybe if you don't have a super solid person to pick, look for the person who is being the most persistent because they're the ones who want to enter into it with you. Yeah. Um. And I think too, like when people are going through miscarriage, they don't always think like, "Ooh, I need to go find I need to go find a support person." Mm-hmm. That <laughs> that's not your train of thought at all. Um, and I think for us, you just kind of fell into our lap. Yeah. And it was a God moment again. Like it just you were just happened to be the person that was there the most. <laughs> um. <laughs> And going on vacation with you, and um, um, being with you for all those days. I don't.
1: I I will say I don't know
0: if it was healing for Ty
1: because he had to sit next to Marshall, who cried because he had to poop,
0: and it was (laughs) it was awful. But it was healing to me, and that's what matters. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. The dads matter too so much. Um, Yeah. And Danny, I just want I want you to talk. We're we're we are about to wrap up here, but. I kind of want you to talk a little bit about if you are a support person who also just so happens to be family, and and you've kind of said a couple of times, like, you cannot fathom what we're going through, and so that's why it's easy for you to be there for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've had to walk your brother through our greatest nightmare. Um, So just if if you're a support person of a family member can you kind of just like bring a little bit of light to like yes it's hard yes it's gonna be scary but like just do it yeah can can you
1: yeah i i think um i think it goes with patience because grieving
0: i mean grieving it could be a short thing it could be a long thing it could be when you're when you have to walk your family through something hard mm-hmm. like how how are you able to just like so put yourself to the side and just be like I'm here for my brother 100 percent no matter what yeah I think that that
1: honestly for me is a god thing I think that God just puts such a burden on my heart for you guys that I can't think of anything else and it's it's there are times where like um when you were delivering millie like i was waking up like every two hours and i truly believe god was the one waking me up and putting you guys on my heart to pray for you i I just think it really was and is a god thing for me to where it just is a burden that i don't want you guys to walk alone And I'm willing to be there in whatever capacity. And I think that's important too for family because family can be pushy, yeah, very pushy. Family can be overwhelming. Family can get offended because they feel like they should be this person to you. And it's just understanding as a sister, I'm gonna be whatever you want me to be in this. If you want me to be someone that you can open up to, then go for it. If, if you just want me someone to, um, I don't know, watch your dogs for a week, then that's what I'll be. Um, so for family, it's taking yourself out of the picture and just being whatever they want you to be. I feel like the person going through the grief and the trauma, they call the shots of who they Mm -hmm. want close. And, um, and, and I was willing to accept that you know, um, even with, I, I didn't know how you were going to take me saying, you know, even the everything is forgotten. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that it was going to be a, a relationship that grew deeper. And so, yeah, it, it just is, once again, it, it's not expecting anything in return and just being whatever they want you to be and doing it with so much
0: love And so much grace.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so I coached your son's t-ball team this season. Um, and one of the games that um, I went to, it is now clear to me that it was very clear that something was wrong. Hmm. Um, because I've since had a few people reach out to me and be like, Hey, were you okay? Um, when you're going through grief, I don't think you always realize if your attitude is on or off, um, and it means a lot when people are able to to see like uh, something probably is off. Yeah. Um, so, like we mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, in our first in our first episode, um, we are currently going through um, our third miscarriage, um, which came during t-ball season um and so I had to miss a couple games and I think it was um like my first game um back coaching is the day that I'm referring to um where it was very clear that something was wrong with me Mm -hmm. um and you texted me and you said are you okay and I said to you I just have to feel all the things I have to feel all the emotions and that was probably like a Duh face response on your end you're probably like yeah i know that <laughs> what's wrong with you um, and you responded back with what can i do to support you right now hmm. i think as a support person that's a really good question to ask yes because if i pull up my phone and i look at this <laughs> i sent two very long text messages Right after you said, what can I do to support you right now? I went from just let me feel the things to I just word vomited all over you. Um, as a support person, it's okay to make the person going through the grief think a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also, because I have shared with you in certain times, like, if somebody says to me one more time, well, at least you know you can get pregnant, I'm going to punch him in the face. So, like, you... <laughs> You are aware that people saying dumb things pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's one, you trying to be careful. Like, let me not say something stupid here to your really stupid first text message. Yeah. But also, let's make you think a little bit. And it's okay to make us think a little bit. Yeah. Because it's really easy for us to get into the poor me attitude, have the pity party, go coach T-ball and have your mother-in-law and your sister-in-law and a friend reach out to you and say, something is wrong. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, which is good. It's good to have those people that can recognize when you're not yourself, but also like, why are you being that way? Yeah. Yes. You're going through something hard no, I cannot imagine what you're going through, but like remove the pity party Mm -hmm. and like, let's get down to actually healing. Cause I think it's really easy for us to get stuck in the pity party. It's really easy for us to be stuck in the poor me. Yeah. And, and I, I think a little bit, that's where I was with Millie too. Like I didn't emerge from the dungeon because I felt just like oh my gosh like I've already gone through two miscarriages now I have to go through this your baby isn't fit for life outside the womb yeah like just another thing of course shocker surprise surprise like helping them remove the poor me attitude and ask them questions that might be a little bit hard for them to answer but also make them think because Mm -hmm. i think sometimes we also can't heal until we say the things that we're going through yeah Um, which is our heart behind this podcast is us being able to say things and heal and other people being able to say things and to heal um whether it be with miscarriage life or family yeah um I I really like that question, though, because
1: it's a it's a great way that it's not pushy, because I believe that that is when 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 it's like, hey, I, I definitely see something's off. And when you're just like, yeah, I'm fine. That's pushing people away. And. So without being pushy to be like, no, you really need to tell me right now.
0: <laughs> you are a crappy T-ball coach, McKenna. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're lying to me. <laughs> um, it's a great way that's not pushy that allows you to say, you know, tonight I just could need prayer or whatever it may be. And I really like as a support person asking these intentional questions that aren't pushy so instead of saying like hey if you need something reach out to me you are not going to reach out (laughs) to me and so it's it's literally me making decisions sometimes being like Thursday I'm going to bring you a meal or having groceries just you know it I feel like you have to be intentional without being pushy and that's what I love about those type of questions and those type of things because it's it's easy to get forgotten when it's just like, hey, you know, let me know if you need something and then they go on with life and you never reach out and mm-hmm. what's what's supposed to happen then?
0: Yeah. Um, thank you for, first of all, being our support person. Of course. Thank you for um, being on our podcast and sharing your heart behind, um, being a support person. Um, you've done an amazing job sifting through and figuring out what deserves a response, what doesn't deserve a response. Um, I think Danny, you could write a book on being a support person. Wow. I think you could, because you've done that great of a job. And I know that not everybody has, you not everybody can have a danny as a support person only only the few lucky you have made me think the most you have made me um come out of my pity party poor me attitude the most um i think people who know me know like uh when she's having a hard time like she just kind of prefers to be alone mm-hmm. or um like don't talk to her She'll, until she talks to you because she punches out tail lights type of thing <laughs> um but you've just done a really good job of knowing like when to say things or how to say things and so I'm I'm forever grateful for that and I'm again f- forever grateful that our relationship is where it is now me too um, and I'm I'm I know that beyond the shadow of a doubt, like we could get through anything going forward. Um, when you go through something so hard with somebody, you can't really, you can't really break that relationship. Yeah. Um, so I'm thankful for that.
1: I think if I had any last words to the support person, because I had, I had no idea that I was that to you. Honestly, I, I feel chaotic in my brain when I'm doing <laughs> these things. And so to just encourage the support person I mean it really is just show up and in that moment don't think about Mm. the future don't think about any. just in that moment just be all there for that person and you have no idea how that's affecting someone or what that what that will end up meaning to them when they come out of that because I would have never known um and I, I didn't know that it was, that I was, you know, the, the most constant, I don't know if you used the word constant, um, but the support person that was a, was a big part in this. I just know that I needed to show up in that moment and be all that I could be for you and be all there for you. And
0: so for any support person, just be there in that moment. Yeah, that's really good. I I didn't really think about it that way. Like, don't think about how I can help you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How can I help you today? Yep. How can I not how can I help you in an hour? Yep. Like, let's get through this emotion right now. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's really good. So, to wrap up here, I just have a couple of things that we kind of kept referring back to that um will be I think the biggest encouragement for somebody walking through loss and miscarriages one, have thick skin two, be available and three, love them and rally the people. Um, and help them in the now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about what's to come. Just get them through the now. Um, so yeah. Thank you so much, Danny, for being on our podcast. Um, thank you to everybody who listened Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on the social medias. We are on Facebook and Instagram. And we will catch you next time.